Hello everybody. My name is Lavanya and you're listening to Matchpoint Paradox. Uh this is Sports Star special analysis program where we look at the biggest games of the season across the different sports that we cover. So today we've got an interesting bunch of games actually to discuss. India just played Oman in Muscat and uh we've got a disappointing result on hand but we also have the Afghanistan game to sort of discuss. in the sense that from here we now need to look forward and see what india needs to do is there a road to even look forward to um i've got ashin and anirudh with me both of them covered the game today for us from our newsroom ashin anirudh welcome to the show hello guys yeah, hello how has it been how has the evening been for you it's been a dull end to the day for especially for anirudh the nine considering we watched ford versus ferrari in the lead up to this match what were you expecting and to, <laughs> to watch a <laughs> fit maybe kind of a performance from <laughs> uh, india yeah. it's not just the day right it's like the entire qualifying campaign when the match came in replaced constantly i think we start we, we started the qualifying the first 45 minutes was like a ford or ferrari kind of a yeah <laughs> start then it kind of like tapered off yeah i mean like, like i was saying the whole qualifying campaign kind of fizzled out with every match started yeah on such a high against oman in guwahati and then today against oman in muscat it's just all um I mean, very I'll, sorry very very few takeaways uh, positive takeaways from the five games or rather the 10 games of the matches rain five friendlies and five um, official fifa games um lot lot to uh, discuss ponder about um, loss for words <laughs> No, no. It's just angry. He's <laughs> no. trying not to let Anguish. that come up. <laughs> yeah. So even in the lead up to this match, I was when I was blogging it, blogging it, I was saying like how it, it, the campaign seems to be a case of what ifs for India. Uh, after the first forty-five minutes against Oman, what if they could have hold, held on to the win? Then you get the unexpected result against Qatar, which no one thought they could uh, manage. Then you should have been ideally be beating Bangladesh at home. then also what if you could have beaten afghanistan away it could have been uh, we could have been sitting pretty at second on the table with like 10 points at least i guess yeah i mean uh, again like what you were saying earlier that striking uh, or the attack has been a concern for india where like you know uh, we seem to be hogging position but not able to create any clear cut chances chances we yeah. even scored a single goal from open play open play So I think yeah that was that was in something that you were pointing out in the yeah. sense that you watched that India Oman game isn't it right at the start yeah and then you said that at that point it really looked like we had some firepower up front because that looked like a team that wanted to score a goal yeah. but now it sort of seems like even that intent sometimes isn't there they're so unsure about how they play themselves that's also because of the changing of personnel that keeps happening yeah. between one match to other In fact, today um, when we put out the team news, we had somebody on Twitter reach out to us saying, "Guys, can you explain the formation? I don't understand what's going on." And that's actually true. I mean, you have three defenders, and then you have multiple attackers, and then one midfielder. And one of your best attacker from this campaign is playing in the left back. As a left back, so uh, it's. I mean, what's interesting is uh, like the left back Ashik is talking about. Ashik was for a change. In India's attack, Ashik was the best player, and it was not somebody named Sunil Chetri in the match against Oman and Guwahati. So uh, at that day, fine, we lost, but all of us who were there at the stadium in Guwahati, we thought we could build something on this. You know, finally India can have like a multi-dimensional attack. 
and then what happens ashik completes the move to bangalore fc the season starts and then for uh, whatever reason at bangalore fc they initially experimented with him at left back and considering how strong bangalore fc is he wasn't found out as a left back but the last two matches against afghanistan and um, good day against oman he is not a left back and he's no, one see, of he, but again even even in this matches it's not like he has been found out in that role just like he's in the he, sense you are taking away one of your good attacking threats yeah. and then putting him in a defensive role i get it we are suffering from injuries we also lost two more defenders today to injuries yeah. I, we still don't know how bad their injuries are but uh, you've got to either find solutions with, within the defenders or move like a mover center back around into the uh, uh, sorry mover defensive midfielder into center back position and like what adil khan is yeah. doing um but you can't just like take um uh, an ashik kurnian and put him at left back and expect everything to be all right you lose the fluidity in attack and you also lose some kind of stability in defense you, you're hurting the team on both ends even today at left back he was the only player on the left hand side who was taking on players Yeah, Farouk wasn't someone who was doing that quite often. Like, like considering he is the attacking player on that side, Ashik was the one who was, uh, you know, pushing the ball forward, making those runs behind the defense. So yeah, that was disappointing. It, but it's still, I mean, that said, it takes a, it's asking a lot of Ashik, right? Mm-hmm. As a left back, he has to go all the way to the other end, be one of like the lead attackers again, come back and on this end be defend. if he needs to have some help on that that side and that cohesion was lacking today um and then, he was a lucky boy today he could have gotten a red card, red card for the elbow yeah escaped uh, which was only seen on the replay where algazani the goal scorer uh, earlier clashed into ashik which kind of winded him then <laughs> ashik went out for a treatment he comes back and immediately goes in and elbows him in the face he said the referee didn't spot it luckily for him So apparently the referee made another mistake. Was that yeah. goal an offside? Yeah. After multiple replays on TV, yes, it's an offside. There's no VAR here, so you can't say. See, that's the issue with VAR right now. You watch a Premier League game or a La Liga or something, and then you see VAR taking away goals from people, and you're, you're like, why is VAR being used for silly circumstances? And then you see a goal like the one today, and because you're an India fan, you're like, if there was VAR, we could have won. that was like marginal calls these marginal calls had always been there before war came into uh, existence or into use in football um we've all, i mean yes the referees have not been up to the standard throughout the tournament but at this point i don't think after five games with zero wins uh two losses we can't ask uh, questions of the referee there are a lot of larger questions at play referees one comes at the end though yeah. okay again like uh First of all, this should have been. Uh, first of all, this should have been flagged offside. Like I mean, like uh, I felt that the assistant could have got got gotten this right, and I just felt like India at least today were undone by uh, some poor officiating. I felt in terms of the referee not. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that, that was right. that's been there in all matches. Like even mm. the first half, uh, um, I don't remember the uh, Oman player's name, but he. Uh, I think that brought down Brandon Fernandez uh, when he was counter attacking in the middle of the pitch like 40 yards from the goal there was no card but a similar yeah. uh, uh, challenge that uh, yeah. on the I think like 2 or 3 minutes later and then you have an Indian player getting Adil, carded Adil Adil and then and one, a minute later Anas Haldar uh, sorry Pranay Haldar gets carded so yeah there are inconsistencies inconsistencies but 
again like i said it's after five matches refereeing is like the last thing we should be discussing um what's what's happening of, what's happening to the defense it's yeah but also a case of where again the injuries may have played a part in that where uh pranoy went off uh, he got a yellow card i don't know if that was the reason uh, why he was substituted or he had Pro- a shoulder injury i don't think injury. so because yeah a couple of minutes ago he was no, down th- yeah the first 10 minutes he went off, he had a shoulder injury then he got the yellow card in the 26th uh, minute or something then he was hauled off and vinit rai was playing his first few minutes of this qualifier i guess did he play against kumar in the guwahati no yeah he came on and it 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 shows that like you know he's not up to the pace of the game and uh, he made couple of errors then in the in the lead up to the goal adil uh, lost the ball then uh, vinit lost out in a tackle with mushin johar and he played the through ball for algasani to score the goal and then adil went off yeah. anas came on uh, yeah i mean we do have defensive issues people are either injured or uh, take some rider uh, rolin who was initially um, not available because of suspension but i mean uh, what about this kid who played uh, at the intercontinental cup narinder ghalo yeah um, um ready made a very good statement uh, in the commentary mm-hmm. he said he's gone anas you yeah anas is gone you brought him back but fine now anas is not there sandesh is not there why is he still mm-hmm. not back what pradeep was making the point here was that uh why not blood in the youngster exactly let him, let him uh, have this experience because you see anas playing out from the back once he once put under pressure the his instinct is to like you know thumb the ball forward thumb the ball yeah. forward like he can't he can't take the pressure of playing out from the back he's and you can't blame him he's old school that way yeah. you can't teach a, a veteran to start playing off the back like a old dog mutants yeah. um yeah i'm not i mean we're not blaming him that's his style of play and he's tried to adapt the all i'm saying is there's so many issues uh, you have people missing bringa ghalo um, there are other uh, youngsters around the country try them out and at this point frankly we've nothing to lose yeah so at least in the next four games there is a lot to lose out in terms of the afc cup in terms of the afc cup yes I think that's again what uh, Steam Match had said uh, early on in the in the lead yeah. up to the Oman game in the first first game of first the qualifiers. Game, yeah. He said that AFC Cup. This is, is a this is more like an AFC Cup uh, qualifier than a FIFA World Cup qualifier. Again, I mean, much of his tenure will say on how he whether he could get the team qualified for the AFC Cup than the World Cup 22 2022 qualifier. And now he'll be judged. based on uh, constantine's record also because constantine managed to do that yeah so it's interesting that you should bring that because this is also a sort of a juncture where we had two games in relatively small time gaps we had afghanistan a couple of days ago and now we had oman so afghanistan in fact um, our colleague summer sort of blocked that game and he's not able to join us today and he had a lot a lot of things to say about that match so i'm just going to play you a brief snippet of a conversation we had earlier today about what he felt we should be taking away from that game so before we sort of move forward into what the asian cup scenario looks like and what things look like for stmac let's just listen into what summer had to say about that game yeah so there were so many negatives against afghanistan rather than among very few positives for india in that game uh, and it's it's a slice of luck that brandon fernandez's 
really impeccable delivery which which actually saved india in that match i think uh, ashik's uh, ashik can be a very effective wing back uh, if if the system prompts him to because once he slotted in at full back uh, so that farooq can be on the wing uh, he he was very good with his overlapping runs and his his game improved in the sec- second half and uh, when it came to the midfield i think uh, that was the most uh, the midfield was a guilty party of uh, india against afghanistan because uh, most importantly uh, you expect somebody like samad to actually make some really good uh, runs into the box or uh, actually link up with the uh, with the players in front of him and get near the box but most importantly he was his his first touch were, was very poor in that game and every single time he was on the ball he was very hesitant to actually lay it off to his teammates uh, or find his teammates uh, around him and i think uh, because uh, sahal was that uh, that weak link i think it also uh, compounded uh, like it increased the weight on uh, chetri's shoulders where he was unable to uh, shake off his markers or there was nobody to actually drag the other defenders across so that sunil can, uh, chetri can get into the box uh, I, i don't know what uh, stamack was thinking about bringing uh, wanting sahal to actually drop very deep into the midfield to uh, link up with the defense but uh, i think he would have done far better when it, when it when he would be playing an advanced role or a traditional uh, attacking midfielder position so i think uh, that's where stamack got the tactics wrong against afghanistan and uh, the, the, there are two two really good positives from that game is uh, the first was brandon fernandez as the second half progressed he improved with every passing minute and uh, especially with the set pieces he his his deliveries uh, hit the target more often than not and uh, the next one was adil khan i think uh, he was the one who was reading the game very well and uh, when while beke was uh, very uh, very rusty when it came to dealing with crosses or uh, getting those aerial balls out of the way i think adil was the one who was constantly on his toes and tracking his markers properly he he was checking the runners who were who were not on the ball and the the best thing was he held his position perfectly he, he was very strong in defense and uh, when it came to set pieces he was attacking the ball uh, very very well somebody like michael suzeraj like his his place should be at least he deserves a spot in the starting lineup at least for one match because he is so easy on the ball and he he has that capability of getting to the byline very quickly and trying to cut in or supply passes to the middle uh, and most importantly his dribbling is something which many many defenses mostly asian countries so this the style of play which which we see inside asian asian uh, in inside asia i think somebody like him will will cause a lot of damage on the wings and i think he deserves a, a, at least one one single chance in stymax side one of the first things that we do at least once a game is done is to go and see our reactions of fans on twitter and while there are people who are saying like people in our own newsroom had pointed out that you know this is it started it, this these kind of results are starting to sort of blacken out 
Stimak's record or everything that he's trying to say. One of our colleagues, in fact, said, "Is he turning out to be a little all talk? Is it just all talk about qualifying and you know transforming the team and all of this, but nothing showing on? There are no results coming to back what you're saying. So in that sense, uh, there's this Twitter user who's posted a sake of anonymity. I'm not going to mention who it is, but there's this tweet that came out." just after the game today that says i hope the 2014 fans are finally getting a hang of what it's like to back the blues why one draw with qatar doesn't mean isl has made us a global superpower and why that fugazi ranking drop and jump scheme isn't a real indicator of quality so what do you make of that essentially it's like this right a positive result means isl is great a negative result is means isl is bad isl i league has almost nothing to do in this discussion because players have moved from ISL to I league or I league to ISL for whatever reasons and um, most mostly the best squad has been picked and uh, like it or not most of the best indian players now play for ISL clubs most i'm not saying all but most of them play because better exposure you foreign coaches and whatever reason um so the whole ISL I league debate is like a an entirely different conversation and one that does not need, need to come to in here. when you mention the national team at least not right now mm-hmm. um so the isl i league thing aside it is true like a draw against qatar and we were hyping the team up i understand i agree with the hyping of the team at yeah. that point was a little draw against the asian champions is and a is a good the only team who hasn't lost to qatar this year or who hasn't conceded a goal against qatar this year asian team asian confederation team yeah yeah um so that that's fine that's when you need hype up a team you need hype up a team and that was a very good performance but then the performances that have followed are bad and you call them out on it and think it's a bad performance it, it's it's not about the coaches just come in and the coach is doing bad or the coach has been there for a while and he's not able to implement his things um again a coach can only do so much it plays in the case of him calling out people who who are bigging up the isl which mm-hmm. he's not it doesn't sit comfortably with him fair enough and it's good that you should mention the coach because another fan has said i don't know what the hate is about igor stimak those who have been following indian football since the last decade can clearly see how we are developing in various aspects of the game what do you expect we play like brazil in a matter of weeks not play like brazil but the match against bangladesh was fair we should have put yeah there there are some matches where you uh, i'm not putting down bangladesh but it's it's is the match kind of match where you're expected to win and win comfortably and we struggled to score an equalizer and when we did we celebrated like we won the game no i just i had to say this like uh, he got the tactics wrong in the match against bangladesh because you knew that like you had the threat of counter attacking threat in bangladesh which it felt like he hadn't addressed it at all there was no cover for the defense there like which allowed bangladesh to play that kind of game which they liked which they continue to do in the second half as well after they had scored the goal so I, again that that was a match where you could have shown that like you know you could have backed it up backed up the goalless draw against qatar by winning the game and even if they had gone on to say have the results which we have had in the last two matches things wouldn't look as bad as it is right now fair enough so in the post match um, interaction that he's had after this game uh, one of the biggest things that stands out from what Stimak has said is we are missing goal scorers. We're moving well and fighting hard but we don't have accuracy in the box. What can we do about this? We've got an off-color Chhetri, we've got 
people who have that potential up front who are not playing in those positions what what are the options in front of somebody like a jobby justin can easily find himself in this squad and uh, and then ashik an attacker who is not great as a defender but playing as a defender and then there's a susai raj who is an attacker but is doing very well as a wing back for atk and he is not called up and and even though his right foot is playing as a left wing back uh, so couple of personal decisions also um i think doesn't sit right with me or like a lot of people um because earlier like a couple of years ago uh, there were not many options so you had to pick and choose from a small bunch of players but now a lot bigger now but now you have players across the country there are uh, all these isl teams and i league teams are also uh, also have good players uh, so but the pool Again, the pool is bigger, but in terms of striking or like a, a, a striker role, like no one like comes close to Chetri. What do you do when he has an off day? He's been having an off day for several days now. What do you do then? Yeah, but I, that's like an entire podcast on its own because <laughs> you take any uh, team, almost every team, its attackers are foreign, yeah. even in the I League, Chennai City, which Manzi. won the title. Pedro Manzi was there. Um, for some reason indian uh, strikers aren't trusted much manveer started the season well with fc goa but again his strength is holding up and bringing the other attack- attackers into play which is what koro is enjoying mm. but we don't have a koro yeah. uh, so you put manveer in the national team and he does what he can do well but then who's who's there to finish but you need a striker who can hold in the ball and also be clinical in front of goal which Yeah, somebody you can do which, both. Which, yeah, we've which we've had strikers who can either do this or that. Today, like there was an instance where, on the counter, India broke well, and uh, Farooq and Manveer had an exchange in the box. And the one to yeah, and Manveer had this opportunity to pass it to uh, Farooq. He just like thumped it against him, and Farooq couldn't control it. And Chetri was like behind him, saying like, you know, man, like I'm just you could But have here, laid, yeah. laid it off for me. For, probably chetri could have had an opportunity there because india glaringly again no shots at all today i guess so this is a lot so this this basically uh, we have just three points from five matches now so in terms of the world cup qualifying i think that's we the final nail in the coffin sort of in a sense yeah and you need to win all three matches one needs to lose all three matches and we need to have better goal It's too many. So mathematically too possible. Many, yeah. <laughs> mathematically possible. But we know for a fact that the team is struggling to score. We know for a fact that Oman seems to be Oman's definitely in better touch than India is for a fact and it's not all of these there's too much math basically to yeah, rely on uh, isn't it? You uh, talk about Oman and that reminds me Oman's coach Komen he also got the job right before a couple of uh, weeks before uh, the qualifier started. Mm-hmm. And it also started very badly for him in guwahati he brings the team here 80th minute the team is down a goal and india is backed by 25000 crowd and it's all doing well since then they're second in the table they've scored as many goals as qatar mm-hmm. in our group and they just sorted out everything i'm not saying that uh, you know the earlier point you mentioned we can't play like brazil overnight but we can play like oman overnight same at least try to, at least try to. Yeah. he had the same time frame um he's dealt with whatever he's been given 
and the turnaround look at the turnaround from being 1-0 down in its first match to now effectively almost sealing a qualification in the next round because there are only two teams with 10 points the next team has four points i mean in that case what does stimac need to do now so i mean it, we can keep talking about how are they different or what should they change for donkey's years and it probably won't change anything so now let's just look at what india needs to do next we've got a good couple of months um sort of to just sit back and look at our performances see what's going wrong and analyze and work on individual and team performances but i think again we're going to have this lineup discussion when that qatar game at home comes up again so let's just have it right now who would you want to see in that assuming all of these guys come back a little healthy at least most of them the ones who have gone off now at least have enough time to sort of rest and recuperate so i'm not saying give me a starting 11 but what would your team look like when india goes out to meet qatar now in its next qualifying um, because it's... i mean irrespective of whether the world cups working or not we still have that asian cup to slog for so it the, the india needs to mean business now doesn't it yeah so who would you it's for me it's not about who comes back but it's about what the team gets back to doing um we again go back to the oman game and guwahati because it's the only time india has played well for the majority of the match uh, the attacking was there there were defensive issues from which oman scored two goals which hopefully can be solved the midfield also uh, raulin and thapa works so well um raulin took the responsibility of shielding the defense and gave gave it gave thapa freedom to uh, join in uh, with the attack um so he's been a big miss since the bangladesh game and then thapa has been on the bench uh, so i'm actually glad that thapa didn't get to play these two matches even though i don't know if it could have been the betterment of the team but this guy has been playing non stop for the last one year He's still like young, twenty-one years old. A lot of responsibility for him, and the way his the club side club uh, performances have also been not that great to talk about. So good that like he's getting a break, mm-hmm. kind of. A thing. So yeah, the match has a time till March. Yeah, the, uh, the ISL will be at the fag end of the tournament, so uh, he could lot more performances will be cropping up. he will have a better indicator again like as to who he can call upon as well against qatar i would expect india to play safe and i again playing the kind of football which is not new to india i i doubt we'll execute that badly but it's against those teams where we need to uh, get the results against that's what concerns most people i guess uh, say like uh, bangladesh and afghanistan even against oman i think india i mean i mean at least amongst the indian indian camp they have this feeling that like you know they can match up to uh, oman see the likes of oman and we did have some evidence of that in the both the matches i felt it's just like you know there are certain there are certain areas which needs addressing in this team which is the glaring most glaring one is the in the attack where you you have to learn to break down teams which will come with time i feel because there are uh, there are good moments in terms of how he gets the team to play uh, in terms of the passing football like you know having a focal point in the team who say like brandon who's been doing that or a tapa or a sahal which is which is a good which is a good sign moving forward but it it has to improve in terms of getting the goals 
10 matches and one goal in open play doesn't reflect well for a coach who is coming to say coming coming in and saying he's going to play an attractive style of football so yeah I, which i'm pretty sure he he also knows that so i'm sure he will correct that and for you anirudh anything for sure that he shouldn't um uh, like mistakes from this game that he should definitely not repeat or player positions he should definitely not repeat discuss the player positions i just that defense has to be sorted since the day he's come in that defense has been so porous so leaky um like jose mourinho says you build a team from the back so probably you should start doing that solid defense probably you should get jose mourinho another current version <laughs> i think that's still leaky <laughs> yeah for me uh, the defense has to be uh, sorted first and foremost and then the easier the problem is to solve the scoring issue we'll find somebody for chetri easy to each his own <laughs> let's be fair here but again we have a divided panel in terms of what we need to work on but fair enough that again goes to show you that problems exist everywhere it's not just one department that's screwing up it's a collective sort of a thing that we need to recoup and sort of figure out So I think we've rambled on for quite a while. If you let us go, we can keep going on. But again, that doesn't change anything. At the end of the day, it's up to Igor Stimak to go back to his drawing board and sort of figure out what what he's going to do over the next couple of months. Uh I don't know if this is good news, but ISL action is back this Saturday. Um in terms of I mean, not to be mean to the ISL because we carry podcasts every day. We love watching the games, we love following the football and talking about it. but again players come back there's a new set of team expectations to sort of go with and there's a new set of worries for them as well especially the ones who are playing for india if you're a chennai fc fan or a player it's definitely not a good news yeah exactly so there's there's a lot actually we are coming into this league of this sort of stage of the league with a lot of uncertainty for so many teams in terms of for kerala their injury concerns we don't know what the status there status of that is ilko shitori is talking more about india's results than about his team's injuries <laughs> so that'll be fun to sort of catch up with this weekend and again we need to know i mean we 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 will find out if gregory is still going to come out in that gaffer jersey and yes we have several other teams sort of uh, looking to keep that winning momentum going several of them looking to gain some sort of winning momentum so that's a whole new uh, sphere of football that we will be following from this weekend but that's all we have for you from the blue tigers end of the pitch um if you have any questions or comments about how the indian team's been performing especially against afghanistan and oman we would love to hear from you so please make sure you drop your comments um if you have any suggestions or opinions about any of the players who play in the isl and how that's probably going to affect them here you can talk to us about that as well our daily isl podcast the full time show comes back on saturday and we will be carrying every single game for you every single day so please make sure you log on to whichever podcast platform it is that you follow us on and follow that podcast match point paradox will be back again when there is a big game be it cricket football tennis motorsport whatever it is when there is a big game to discuss we have a lot of interesting content coming for you on that front so just make sure you watch the spaces here as well but until then Thank you Ashin and Anirudh it is as we record it's about 1 a.m and i think we really need some sleep to sort of sleep off this result and gear up for the weekend so um until next time see you all adios adios